0: Life is full of awesome what-ifs, and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot maybe your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times.
2: Hello, we're back. Welcome to the Long Run Podcast and live stream from the 40 Runs Running Community. Episode 10. I'm still going. Anyway, we've got loads to get through tonight. So Chris has been on his holidays, dashed back from the West Country, avoided all the traffic on the M4 just to come and see you good people at seven o'clock on a Friday night. How you doing, mate?
3: Yeah, I'm good. Thank
2: you. Big shout out to Ray, to John. And I've got to give a big shout out
3: to Ken as well. Uh, Ken for the uh, donation, thank you very much. But well, big shout out to those guys. But yes, I'm here. We made it back. We switched everything up last week because um, basically it was all away, weren't we? <laughs> so, but if you've not, if you're doing the London Marathon, uh, you've got to uh, listen to that podcast that we did last week because um, uh, there's some really good tips in there. So yeah, 100% listen to that. But we've got uh, an amazing guest on today. The Postman's here. Mark, he's here. Look, hello, Mark. Yeah, we Hi, guys. There he is, Mark McGreevy. Yeah. He Always Rearest. delivers. Always delivers. Always uh, delivers. I've yeah. got some great stories about.
2: Anyway, Mark. yeah. Great stories about Mark coming tonight. Oh yeah. Well, the most lo- well ever since I said oh, we have got Mark coming on, the number of people that says to me, "Oh, what a top bloke! Oh, it's great that he's going to. He's such a nice guy. He's going to come out with so many great yeah. stories. He's going to be like, yeah. oh, so. I'm afraid the scene's been set, mate. And you better not disappoint your public. I uh,
0: not. <laughs> My family are probably ready to slaughter
2: me right now downstairs, watching. <laughs> <laughs> Don't take it for mate. It's jealousy. That's what it is. No one asked them, so it's fine. So Chris, you've been in Somerset, did you? Yeah, have it'd be lovely. Break, mate? Not done so much running. No, I took
3: a I took a self imposed running break uh, only for a couple of days. A, a self imposed running break. I still ended up uh, running three times, but. Um, one of them was with Mrs. Fordy. Um, she uh, smashed out 5K, which was lovely. Um, and I did uh, 2K with the kids, which was good. Um, but, yeah, self-imposed. I tried to um, rest and recover a bit last week. Uh, I was feeling a bit jaded, feeling a bit tired, I think, where we are in terms of marathon training and stuff like that. Um, probably some of you can sympathize with that. I was just feeling a bit knackered, really. Mm-hmm. So I tried to I tried to switch off. I had m- major FOMO from the big half, like on another level FOMO from the big half, because I've always done that event. Um, So yeah, I had major, major FOMO. So I was really pleased um, just how everybody did and and the response that we got from other people outside of our community in the club from, you know, from the showing that we put on and just to see everybody's achievements, the volunteers and everything really from that weekend. It was bam. And uh, watching it on TV was good. But then after that, I basically, Switched off, uh, which was kind of nice. And then sort of back in the saddle um, from tomorrow, really. I did a little run today, but uh, back in the saddle tomorrow. So I'm looking forward I mean, to basically –
2: think... yeah, go on. Speaking from my own experience, you know, in, I'm sort of – I'm doing Yorkshire Marathon people who didn't know, so I'm about halfway through. And it it feels like a real funny stage because the mileage is building up and building up, but I'm finding it hard to see the end of the – the end of the tunnel. Yeah. So I think if I get through sort of like the next 10 days, I'll be cracking on. Yeah. I'll be fine. But it's, it's been a slog the last seven days. Yeah. You're in, you're, you're a couple of weeks behind me.
3: You're in, you're yeah. in that naughty stage of where the miles are really starting to crank up. But I've gone through that a little bit, but because Tobe and I are working on these cycles where we go through the bigger miles, we did a, what was it? A fast half. We did 20 and then 20. I think it was when it told something like that. We did two twenties back to back. So in a in a free run rotation, and then we deliberately have a down week, which is where I was away. But mm. I was feeling I was feeling the effects of that because the last two we did at sort of part quite a bit of it a goal pace. So I was feeling kind of kind of the, just a bit jaded and a bit tired. So we we'll see we're in the, we're effectively in the home stretch now, um ahead of what will be tapering in a couple of weeks, which we'll come on to in another podcast. But yeah. So um, but yeah, I'm just looking forward to it now. Um, almost You know, we'll get into the London Marathon and and all the emails and stuff like that. I'd be very interested to know people's opinions about the changes to the London Marathon. And I'd also like to hear from people, not just London, but Brighton, Manchester, other marathons around the world, half marathons, Great North Runs coming up, about what your thoughts are in in terms of the changes and, and the way that they're, you know, making it different this year. I'd be interested to know. So stick them in the comments and we'll try and get to as many of them. And actually also talking about the comments just quickly because i want to get onto an email um if you've got any questions in terms of you know usual sort of stuff just make sure you stick them in the facebook anything card. running
2: related we'll do yeah, anything not running
3: related yeah. we don't really care do we not yeah really, i will yeah.
2: say that it's been quite nice you're Little breakaways reminded me of it, really. It's been nice seeing pictures on Facebook, both outside and inside the group, with people doing nice things on holidays, lots of green grass, and uh, mm. you know, doing different stuff rather than just pictures of people's feet by pools <laughs> and sat in um, Irish bars drinking uh, pints of warm lager, watching uh, Manchester United against Aston Villa on Sky Sports. <laughs> and like that. It's been quite nice <laughs> to see people doing different stuff. That's really cheered me up, so that's really good. Um, there you go. So, Mark, just before we go, you've got a hectic schedule coming up, haven't you?
0: Yeah, um, I've just done eighteen miles this week, and I'm preparing for a Brighton um, as a training run. And then I've got managed to get a ballot place into London, so I didn't want to dump um, Brighton. So I'm using that as a training run. Then I've got a three week gap, and then um, I'm heading into Brighton, uh, London Marathon, which I'm really chuffed for it with to get a place for that. Sure. I
2: mean, that's. That's going to be uh, That's going to be a pretty grueling schedule, isn't it, mate? So uh, we'll touch on that though, Chris. Won't we? We'll talk a little bit about yeah. That we'll come on. Later. So we'll talk about your emails first, we? What you got?
3: Yeah, I think well the f- the first one I wanted to p- just pick up on quickly was from uh, somebody senate in called Richard Head. Um, he's concerned about Alan, um, because Alan's been missing for the last few weeks, and he was worried that um that he's not been able to get out of the home or whatever. But rest assured, I know this was Alan's idea about um, starting the podcast and everything, and he's not done that many shows. But basically, what you need to understand with Alan, uh, Richard, is the fact he's got a couple of obsessions out there. One of them is from Nick from The Run Testers. Uh, I mean, he's obsessed with that man. He just stalks him around Chingford. The other two that he's really obsessed with is Chris Evans and that Vasos geezer who done all them books. Now, Chris Evans has got some concert you know, loving session uh, this weekend. So Alan is down there, basically stalking. It's um, <laughs> a picture of him. If you're not. If you're not watching is. the podcast, we just put a picture of Alan up. But he's basically stalking Chris Evans and Vasos around this festival. Mm. He's like he's like a dog looking for his bum. He can't mm. help it. He's just he's got his man yeah. crushes.
2: So if I just I, describe this picture for the people on the podcast. Alan is there, face beaming, surrounded by about people who are sort of like look about 15 years younger than him. Yeah, and um, they should be watching, I think it's Howard Donaldson take that spinning yeah. the wheels of the steel out on the uh, I mean, it was Tom Jones I mean. the other week. He had a vegan festival the week before, and I said to him, So, what do you do at this vegan festival? Do you just sort of like have your lunch and then sit around and wait for your tea? Yeah, so which is basically what he did, yeah, by all accounts. So think, um, we'd like him. Um, we're hoping one day he will come back, but he's well, yeah. on a written warning, frankly.
3: And I think I think Richard heads emails quite timely. The fact that he's concerned that Alan's not appeared for the last few weeks, and um, no worries, Richard, he will be coming back. Um, I just hope that he survives the weekend, um, because obviously he's going to be doing a lot of stalking. So yeah, we, we wish him well, and hopefully he'll come back. Yeah. I so think we go, can look out for a few
2: more pitches every summer about.
3: Yeah. We've got some questions. So should we get a couple of these batted out and then we'll yes, on we. with the postman. Um, what do we got first? We've got Michael Eaton. Uh, where's Michael? I'm relatively new runner two years or so, but not really improving and struggling to stick to a plan. Uh, I have, uh, but love running tips. Um, struggling to stick to a plan. Hmm. I would sign up for an event. Um, That's usually a real sharpener if you can get yourself to sign up for something, um, whether if you, you know, I don't know what level you're at in terms of distance, but maybe try and push yourself. So maybe if you're at 5k, go and sign up for a 10k. If you're at 10k a half or even the big one, a marathon, but maybe pick a, a smaller local one so there's not so much pressure in terms of doing one of the big ones. But give yourself a goal at the end of that plan um is my view and that tends to sharpen the mind a little bit keep the consistency keep the mojo going through that training plan a little bit easier so hopefully that helps michael but thank you for the question who else have we got we've got ray say ray we've already given a shout out to but he's uh, he's got a half marathon in september if i'm reading that right is that right boys um he's in america it might be the other way around yeah what would be a be good way to that. figure out my pace without blowing up well um depends what you're going for ray really um are you looking to smash a PB? Are you looking just to finish? Uh, give us a bit more detail, but figuring out your pace, have a look at maybe what your if you're training to heart rate, have a look where your easy pace is in terms of your zones, zone, you know, zone two, zone one, and then figure out what, what you're training at is from there. That's what um, I'd maybe look at. But, yeah, just uh, just work out what that easy pace, that conversational pace is, how that feels, and then sort of go from there, I would. Um, but, yeah. I'll uh, give that a go. We've got there was a couple of others, but I I've, I've probably missed them, haven't
2: I? Okay, well a... we might dig them out a bit later.
3: I've got another I've got up. two emails as well, by the way. So we'll we'll come on back to them, um, and one of them's really oh, yeah. good because it's about uh, the Great North Run, So we'll come back
2: to that. Yeah. Okay, then. So before we get on to talk to uh, Mark and perhaps we'll um, there's been a lot of. Um, a lot of developments with uh, the London Marathon. This so I know we do talk a lot of sort of London centric stuff, but obviously it is the big event that um, you know we have to give it due uh, due attention, really. So um, lots of um, lots of stuff since we've been away because we did our um, we did our preview for um, the London Marathon last week, but it was pre recorded the week before, so uh, it's been a couple of weeks to allow London news to get through and everything. So what we haven't covered is the move to October principally for next year which um i know on the facebook group there were some people who were concerned about um the fact that they would have to do summer training and they'd already got a place in london having eyed that up for an april event so that's been a concern to people and also i noted this week that there's going to be no paces and i wondered what sort of effect that might have chris
3: yeah i think i think there's a couple of things um and just bear with me people sit down and get ready because i'm going to go on a bit of a rant and rave about this so hold tight poster you might want to put your fingers in your ears so um but firstly about the pacers i totally understand that in terms of uh if you've ever done a mass scale large scale event the pacers who do an incredible job by the way uh, and i know uh, and we take the mickey out of alan but he is pacing at the hackney half in a couple of weeks so if you want to um, run alongside him and annoy him for two and a half hours. He's doing the hackney half. I might even sign up to do the hackney half just to run alongside. along. Hey, that's a good idea. That's another story. Um, but yeah, they do a fantastic job, but I understand why they're not doing them because you can get big crowds of people around them and they want to avoid big cra- uh, you know, to a degree, but a lot of runners together. So I, I get that it is unfortunate. It's a part of the times and you've all got, you, you know, you've got to work out what your pacing is. You can get those wristbands with your your paces on or you can ride it up your arm, whatever. So maybe that's something to think about if you're worried about your pace. In terms of moving it to October, um, I know a lot of people are upset. I know the captain was particularly upset about this um, because he's now got to train through the summer again, uh, which he didn't want to do, which is why he he put back to April. I I totally understand that because summer training is hard and not for everybody. But. When you sit back and look at it in terms of the pandemic, you know where they're at and things like that. I think it makes sense. I, look, I, know, I know, again, I, I appreciate summer training is hard, right? Because we've just gone through it or doing it now. But I think you know when you sit and think about it, actually, probably makes sense. April, you don't know what's going to happen over winter. Let's let's see what happens. But the thing that has really annoyed me and stand by people is this business about the bag drop, right? Now, I understand what they're saying to a degree. And when I say the bag drop, I'm talking about everybody taking their bags to the expo or the running shop, shop or shoe whatever show whatever they're calling it now and dropping off your bags there to avoid and I might be wrong, but it's avoid contact or contact points. Now, what I don't understand is everybody is going to be getting on a train, tube or walking To London to the Excel Center, walking around an indoor building, touching loads of stuff to drop off a bag. It makes no sense to me why we couldn't, why they couldn't give us, send us our bags out, send us our race numbers out. Postman, yeah, he would have done a good job and delivered them all. He'd have been brilliant, He'd, he'd have loved it. But we'd got all our bags, got all our numbers, right? And then on the day we are outside, outside, and we've gone up to the the thing and given the people to the amazing volunteers who look after the stuff on the day who are outside as well, who will probably be wearing PPE in terms of gloves, face masks and all that. And then you give it to them and then they drive the van down to the finish line. They then get them out with their PPE still on and you take them off of it. It makes no sense to me. And I'll tell you why they're doing it. Cause I wasn't born I mean. yesterday. Right. That we've got to go into London to give their bags to somebody and we're going to be indoors with all these people touching loads of things. And they're talking about avoiding touching stuff. It makes absolutely no sense. I know why they're doing it because they want us to go to the expo to buy stuff, right? That's, that's all it is, is to go to the expo to buy stuff. It's effectively a running shop. And it, 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 this is the only way that, you know, it's another way they can make money. They don't have to spend out on getting the lorries. And I'm sure it's something to do with their insurance. It makes no sense to me whatsoever about going into London and giving your bags over. It massively affects people who stay over. I think it's quite arrogant to think that everybody uh, travels down on the day. There's a lot of people who have to come from other parts of the country, other parts of the world, and have luggage with them. I think that's quite... Sorry, Chris, so
2: you've got to drop this off before you get to Greenwich Park to do the run, have you?
3: You've got to go into London to the XL Centre... They're going to send you out a clear bag that you've got to shove all your stuff in for the finish line. And by the way, small plug, there's going to be a great video for you guys out on Monday about what to put in there. Hashtag plug. But you then got to take that. You got to go into London, probably on public transport. Right. With you, with all your mask on. And then you got to walk indoors to the Excel centre. Walk through it. Get your number. Right. And then go into the Excel centre. Walk around 100 stalls. And, and look at stuff that's massively overpriced that you don't really need. And then you've got to go and drop your bag off and then leave and go back on public mm. transport.
2: And Where this ain't in
3: square. This is in the middle of
2: bloody nowhere,
3: the XL. It, it makes no sense. It makes no sense. And they're trying to say, they're saying because they want less contact. Well, surely, I mean, let me know in the comments, people. Uh, you can see I'm quite annoyed about it. But would it not make more sense that they send everything out in the post to us, number race numbers as well, Right. And we all bowl up on race day and we go outside because we're outside and we give them to somebody. It worked perfectly well in some of the other events that have already taken place. You give it to them. They're going to be all peepee, you know, up. They stick it in a van. They drive it to the finish. Bob's your uncle. You get your bag. Hmm. It it just makes no sense to me. So that, that has really irritated me why they've done that. Because everything else they've done is incredible. And I take, again, take my hat off to London Marathon events for getting the event up and running. They did a superb job at the big half from what I saw and the feedback I got. Mm-hmm. An amazing job. Everybody felt safe. Everybody felt secure. And that was incredible. But this business with sending people to the XL Centre, it, it, it just is annoying and it, and it really impacts people who are staying over as well. I think it's I say, it's quite arrogant. And I think it's very
2: it's very easy to um, draw the conclusion that it's just for commercial purposes that they just want to line their pocket and get people to buy I think stuff. I think that's, um, yeah, that leaves a bit of a belly. I think.
3: Yeah, there's no upside for us to go to the Excel centre. I see no reason to go to the Excel centre. Uh, why, why they can't send it out it's it was six weeks out that they announced this right six weeks they would have known this they would when they pre- when they got this all approved they would have had mm. all this in place through their risk assessment covid risk assessment everything They'd have had all of this in place so they would have known exactly what they're doing so they could have said six to eight weeks ago right guys your race number your bags all coming out there you go bosh on race day go up to the van and, and if anybody's ever done it Usually, there's like a barrier anyway, where someone comes down and gets it from you. So you're two meters, you know, effectively, Mm. you could be two meters apart anyway. And it's not like it's really busy around that area. Most people just go up, give it to them, and go. It's not like there's a massive queue. If anybody's ever been to the XL Centre on race uh, 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 the week leading up to the London Marathon, right, there is a huge queue waiting to get your number, and you're indoors. I think I think they've lost their minds london yeah. marathon event and it's i say it's a real shame um and it's controversial i appreciate what i'm saying and they obviously know better than me you know they've got experience in in more experience than me in this i totally appreciate that right and i'm not having a go just for the sake of having a go but for me in terms of common sense it just appears there is none to this
2: yeah um, sounds like um, a bit of a rick doesn't it
3: yeah okay. so yeah, I, 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 I yeah. Uh, anyway, I get it back yeah. off my soapbox, but I needed to get that off my chest.
2: That, and you know, you made a very good argument, mate. Is excellent. You know, and lots of people have been agreeing with you as well. Gemma said that you know she thought you was completely talking complete sense. I saw her comment and a few others. That's brilliant. I mean, we've invited Mark on and we've hardly talked to him, and we've done twenty minutes, and um, I'm yeah. starting to feel a bit guilty. So uh, I think perhaps it's time to talk to Mark McGreevy, who is our guest this week known by everybody in the sort of East Hertfordshire 40 area as the posty even though he's not their posty he is a posty in a different area <laughs> so um yeah we'll have a chat with him and um yeah we'll move on so mark welcome along mate thank it's you lovely thank to you. have you nice to have a bloke on because we've had lots of girls so far so uh it's nice to have uh, it's nice to have a gentleman along to spend our fr- Friday night with. Um, perhaps you'd um, like to tell everybody a little bit about yourself and uh, how you got into the group, and how you got into well, how you got into running first of all.
0: Yeah, well, um, I'm 51 now. I started. Um, my wife suggested doing the Couch 5K about five years ago. Um, I was being always been quite fighting my weight quite a bit. So I, about, about the time I was about 16 stone. Um, so I was working night shift, so I was eating bad stuff and snacking, and it was it weren't good for me. So, um, did a bit of gym, but it just wasn't for me, it just wasn't motivating me. So, we went out and did the catch 10k or 5k, and did 12 weeks up to from September up to um, like November time. And we got into it, we completed it, it was tough fitting it in with the night shifts and literally I would finish work at nine, nine o'clock. By the time I got home, went straight mm. out for a run, which was a real...
2: And this was before day. you were on the post, wasn't it?
0: Yeah, I was, I was um, like working for supermarkets on night shifts back then. So uh, yeah, I, I've only been a postman the last two years. So, mm. um, and then we did the catch the 5k, hit Christmas, dropped off again then the following like january february time we we restarted it and it just sort of built up from there um i think i booked in the following year for the british 10k um did that in about an hour and 8 minutes um and um I did that on my own um and then the following year i you know i think it was the march i did another 10k round lee valley and that's when I, I sort of i saw that there was a a video of the finish line. And that's when I was searching it on YouTube. I looked it up and uh, bumped into Chris's video and then sort of joined the Facebook group, which was probably about 354 people, 400 people back then. And that was it. It's just gone from strength to strength. You know, before you know it, you're sort of doing, a, sucked into doing a half marathon Um and then just did a few half marathons and then a, sort of I left supermarkets and then um sort of just before then i thought you know i think i nearly tipped 17 stone at one point so i thought i you know really had to push on and sort of um really lose that extra weight so you know got me gait tested at the physio and and did three half marathons within three months um decided at that point oh i'll do a marathon next because uh, my friend down said or put, did it like earworms, said, oh god going for London going for London, and um, at that point it was like no you know I'm not going to do that it's too early but um, that stayed in my head and you know before you know it, I did signed up for Brighton 2019, um, it was tough don't get me wrong um, and I think I did it in five and a half hours just under so but. Ever since then, it's just been the next challenge, the next challenge. So, so it
2: sort of, so it sort of got out of control a little bit then. So you would sort of like, it, primarily, it was a, um, was it a primarily a weight loss thing then when you got running, got involved yeah, in Yeah, I think
0: it was a, a bit of weight loss, a bit of fitness, because you know you, you get to your mid forties and you sort of think, ooh, getting to that age where if I don't control it now, you know, when when you're in your twenties, you can lose weight really easily, but um, you can. You could say, yeah, right. I've lost a lot of weight. If you look over the four years, five years, I've lost four stone. Mm. But it'll always go up and down because I've got, you know, in my head, I'm still always fighting the sort of wanting to add the extra two or three digestive biscuits with me coffee. You, you all, I'm always going to be fighting that. So, and if I keep, keep running. Which, you know, if it hadn't been for the Facebook group and the 40 runs group, I don't, you know, I would do occasional runs, but I wouldn't have been so consistent just keeping on top of it. I have
3: have to say the posty, right? And I'm not just saying it's because he's here, but he's my hero, right? This chap, this chap has gone. Honestly, his weight loss is incredible. And his sheer determination, if you come on a Wednesday night and watch him, right? He absolutely blows my mind every week. He's giving 150% every single time. Toby, you'll, you'll say the same. He? 150% every single time. Doesn't matter what we're doing, even if we're running easy, he's giving 150%. But it's just that sheer, it's the wrong word, bloody mindedness of him that he's going to get better and he's going to lose weight and he's going to keep pushing. Honestly, even simple things like his foot strike. Has improved. He was a real, uh, you know, heel striker. You used to hear when he was coming. Is he? lighter on his toes. He he moves faster. He, his form is is just so much better. But it's that. It's just that determination. I remember seeing him at Brighton. Do you remember Posty? I was filming down there. Yeah. And he was, you know, he was just slugging it out. He's he's the sort of guy who would just just slug it out. And as I say, he's 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 my hero. Not just the weight loss, but it's just his mental attitude towards running and getting fit and looking after himself. He's, he's, he's an incredible human being. He really is. And it's it, he, again, encompasses what 40 runs is all about. You know, your everyday runner, just trying to get better, trying to get fitter, trying to lose weight, uh, you know, meets people, social with people and, and wants to try a new challenge, you know, throws himself in. He's, we'll come on to it in a sec, but he's doing two marathons back to back, He'll just do sign up and do crazy stuff. But again, it's just a genuine nice person. And, um, yeah, I just, yeah, I just, I just love him. I, I do. I think he's just an incredible person. And I'm not just saying that because he's here. Cause,
2: um, but I do, I just, I'd tell it to anybody. No, it's lovely to hear me. that. I've had a few connection issues. Um, yeah. Michael, what I wanted to touch upon, you've mentioned that you were a night shift worker when you were working with Sainsbury's and um, obviously with um, being a postman as well, you know, there's issues with, um, you know, you you work unusual hours. I wondered if you had any sort of advice or um, tips for people who might find themselves in a similar position, who don't always have a Sunday off to go and do their long run and things like that and just sort of fitting in their training around unusual working hours.
0: I think with night shift, it It was literally the second I got in, change, go out before I go to bed. Um, I know know somebody mentioned earlier about trying to consistency in their training plan. If if you're struggling for consistency, yeah, book that race. That will give you a bit of a G up. But also get up a bit earlier. Get up and set the alarm an hour earlier. Just go out and get it done, get it showered, go to work, you know, Otherwise, you if you put it off later in the day, you won't get it done because you'll find a million things to do, whether it's walk the dog, take the kids to school, you know. There's always an excuse you can put in the way. So you just just got to go for it, you know. it's. Um, I mean, there are some days I'd get in from work, Claire said, come on, we're going out. I mean, it's only like you catch the 5K. It's probably the hardest bit of your training you're ever going to do. Because the one minute you're, you're running for three minutes and it's killing you, and the next minute it's telling you to run another 12 minutes without stopping. It's just such a yeah, bit right. of your training. It's, it's the hardest
2: part. Right. So I didn't follow like that because I didn't do it. You know, I just jumped in sort of full whack. But, yeah, that's an interesting point you make. That, And I think, but you know, for beginners to remember that, that, you know, that is the tough bit. You know, it's easier to... I suppose it's just building... It's all relative, isn't it? It's like building a base that if you're going to do a marathon, you know, it's that... First initial it's thing. habit is habit and getting the
3: consistency. We see it so often, uh, even on a, on a Monday with the catch to, to 5K that we do for some of the women. You know, you see some of them who, who come and then go because it's having and, – and, and life gets in the way. But building that consistency into it is so hard. Um, but if you can get over that barrier of, of, you know, finding the opportunity, being selfish and carving out 30 minutes to go out and start, you know, your running journey or whatever fitness you're trying to do. It doesn't necessarily have to be about running, but, you know, you having that commitment to improving yourself in terms of fitness and mental fitness as well, mental health, um, just to be able to get out of there. But it, it is so hard. You'll do a couple of weeks and then you'll get tired and you think, oh, can't be bothered. This comes up, that comes up. And that's where it really, really gets tough. i tell you what, I okay, we'll get, I want to get into the, doing the marathons back-to-back because I think it's a really yeah. interesting But I do want to just jump onto a question I've just seen from John. Um, it's a little bit off camber, but he was mentioning about um, landmarks in Manchester, and i tell you why, because Toby and I have been chatting about this while I was away, because we was looking at, and just coming back from, from the London Marathon chat we or rant and rave I had, was – One of the opportunities that London moving into October 22 uh, gives us is that there's more sort of marathon opportunities to do in April. So Tobe and I were looking at Paris, Manchester, I've got a deferred place, but throw a spanner in the works, Landmarks, London Landmarks, which is a great event, as we all know, has picked the same weekend as Paris and Manchester Marathon. Um, And I know it's close to the Brighton, Marathon, which again, some people might want to rest before then. So it's kind of messed a few people up yeah. and, and John saying um, he's got a place. If he wins a spot in London landmarks, does he sack off um, Manchester? And, and it's the same thing what Tobe said. If if Tobe gets a, a place in landmarks, we're going to sack off Manchester um, and we'll probably do Brighton, I guess Tobe was talking about, were not we? Um, even though we wanted to use the opportunity yeah to maybe to go to Paris or do something like that.
2: Yeah. I mean, I've got a place in Edinburgh, which is Maybank holiday, which would fit in quite nicely. with it. I've got Edinburgh as well. There you
3: go. Yeah, we've got, we've got Edinburgh as well we. but it's just, Oh, we'll go to Scotland then. We're just going to do We won't, we would ask Alan, but I know he's going to be busy at some sort of festival. Yeah. I think he's in seeing Rod Stewart in
2: Newquay or something.
3: Up. Yeah he might be, he might be at another vegan festival or, or doing something or, yeah. or dancing around the total. Well, they dance around Poles. Know, that's the other thing he does. He's that, what's it called? Yeah. Merit go What are they called then? You know, with the, where he dressed up. Maypoles. What is it? May poles. Yeah. May poles. Have you seen the pictures of him where he's dressed up? Alan, he's got all that kit on with the ribbons and that. He does all that as well. When he's not stalking Chris Evans and Black Vassar's geezer. Anyway. Um, so my point is, sorry, we've totally gone off, off uh, camera again. Uh, it's lucky these things aren't live. Oh, And um, uh, Morris dancing. Thanks, John. Is that, um, yeah, Alan's an, uh, a Morris dancer. So uh, I'm in the same predicament as you, John. Personally, I would sack Manchester off, do landmarks because it's a fantastic event and grab another marathon, whether it be Edinburgh, whether it be Brighton, whatever. But use that opportunity. Now,
2: it's sorry. it's probably going to be a much better split, isn't there, this year? Yeah, yeah. But anyway. Because in two weeks. I Which wanted to talk up. about
3: yeah, sorry, Will go. <laughs> I wanted to talk about to Ian the back to back marathons. Because mm. I, I don't I don't know, I'd be interested to know. We should have put a poll up. Can we put polls up on this thing, Toe? Whether um who's got who's in the same boat, who's who's got two marathons because of all the deferrals. It's like you just said Ian, we've you've got Edinburgh next year. I've got about ten at the start of the year. Mm. Um that I'm I'm not gonna be able to do all of them. And I think it's a really interesting point that, like, Posty, how are you – How are you? I know you and I have chatted about this, but how are you looking at it in terms of Brighton and London? Which way is it round, by the way? Is it Brighton first and then so London?
0: Bright, Brighton's first um, and then London's three weeks – exactly three weeks after. So I've got, like, a two Sundays in between. Um, so Brighton I'm using as a 20-mile training run and then the last six miles – easy whether a walk walk jog whatever um and also i've, I've never seemed to i've done like brighton two years ago and i did a like a, a virtual marathon last year and i never seemed to get my nutrition right and net, like the eating and the drinking i don't seem to nail it so basically i'll just use brighton as a complete training exercise you know don't care what time i do take it in enjoy it um and then the two weeks, a really recovery week, the following week, and then sort of building up to what I would have done in my tapering week the week before, you know, the two weeks before London. So London is my A-race. Brighton is just literally a training run that's just by the coast just to get me. I think that's the
3: key. Yeah, I think that's the key. What Posty's saying about is if you're in the same boat, is using... One of them, whatever, usually the first one is your training run. So use it as a 20. I mean, actually, it's quite a nice having um, the couple of weeks gap between them, isn't it, Posty, really, to, to, to be able to get, you know, the sort of, not the marathon out of the legs, but effectively a, a little taper between the two, isn't it?
0: Yeah, that's it. I mean, obviously, for my job, I do an awful lot of walking, um, and uh, hopefully that will just ease me muscles for the next yeah. you know two, three weeks between time. Yeah. But it, it's it's and it, it's all this extra bow drop on that, getting that right. So when I yeah. do Brighton, all the mistakes that I've made it, or when I do London, all the mistakes yeah. I've made it at Brighton is, is nailed on.
3: Yeah, use use it as basically a training run, not just for you for the for the run, but like as you say, now your nutrition strategy, now your pacing strategy, get your what it's like at the start get it. what it's like with all these new regulations and rules and all that sort of stuff get a feel so your anxiety levels can decrease a little bit on race day when you get to london and yeah just use it literally as a as a a training run and and as you say posty learn from it because you're gonna make mistakes You, you know that's the whole you know the whole process of it so you know you're gonna then be in a much better place mentally um for london when it comes round. yeah I think that's the you know that's the best advice for anybody so if you if you are one of these unfortunate victims like posting um, definitely use use your first one as your training one and then and then whatever you learn from there take it into the next one there ain't that much get the 20 miles and just then chill out you know run it run it as, as though you were running your first 20 miles and then just chill out. And then, you know, like posties, if you walk, what are you going to do about it? Just walk. Mm -hmm. So, you know, just relax. And then, you know, you're going to be in a great, great place come race day for London. I think there's going to be a lot of this next year as well. Like we were just talking about with landmarks and all this. There's going to be a lot of back-to-back stuff again um, next week, right? There's going to be a lot of back-to-back stuff. Right, here we go. Okay, so we've got some questions coming in, chaps. Um, where are we? Where are we? Where was it? I saw it. Ah, uh, Karen uh, had to sack uh, Manchester. Had to sack Amsterdam off. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh Brighton is the training run for me. I can't see who this is, uh, but Brighton is the training. La- is the training for me. Uh, as I think at the time they were going to try again in Manchester. Yeah, two forty. Two forty going for. That's oh, good shit. Game, isn't it, Mister
2: Williams? That
3: is. That is uh, Got to be in right, we it? I saw another question. Oh, Paul Spurdles here. Hello, Paul. Uh, there was another question somewhere, but I can't remember where it is. Anyway, does not matter? Let's do. I tell you what, should we? Uh, should we hit Posty up with the um, lightning round? Yeah, got...
2: hopefully my connection will last. Let's go. Yeah, go on, go. Okay, then, Mark. Ten questions. Oh. I'll go through them quick. Okay. Yeah. No. Bucket list race?
0: Um, oh, it, it's London. I've not really thought about any foreign ones at all. So really? maybe New York or Washington or somewhere like that. But London, Free
2: race but. breakfast porridge. Porridge. Favorite distance half. half Nike or Adidas?
0: Asics, but um, Asics. Yeah, I go for Adidas.
2: Favourite brand of running shorts?
0: Uh, is there other brands? I, I've just got normal, cheap running shorts, to be honest.
2: Yeah, I'm all um, over A bit of decathlon, mate. Nothing wrong with that. Coke or Pepsi? Coke. Summer or winter training?
0: I would have always said winter, but I've, I've enjoyed the summer, to be honest, this year.
2: Road or trail? Road. Your one song playlist?
0: Um, I think Chloe nailed it with um, the classical last week. But um, it's, it's got to be something long and slow, a bit gothy, maybe, or, you know, a bit of meridian.
2: Oh, brilliant. And do you prefer being out and you round on your feet or out in the van? Feet. Yeah. 100%. Top answers, mate. Thanks very much for that. Cheers. And we Pretty got through sad. it without my Wi-Fi blowing up. So I'll tell
3: you what, e, you've had one with your Wi-Fi tonight, haven't you? <laughs> Who's your Wi-Fi supplier? Let's give them a shout because they won't be listening to it. Let's <laughs> I'm blaming it. the Who's works
2: computer. Who is it? I'm blaming the works computer.
3: Oh, we're not blaming Wi-Fi? Nah. At least no, he's
2: turned up, though,
0: unlike Al. At least he's made the effort of showing yeah, up. Yeah,
3: at least he's turned up, My like Al. Al can't blame the Wi-Fi. Al just blames Chris Evans and his love for him. I love you, Chris. <laughs> That's what he says. I love you. Look, there's Chris Evans. I love you, Chris. Right, we should stop talking about our I've had a question in. Um come in, email, sorry. And by the way, what's the email address, Toe?
2: <laughs> I I thought that uh, what's the bloody email address? Here we go.
3: Right, we want to hear, email your topics or questions. Guys, just keep emailing we love all the emails. Keep sending them in because we've got no content and basically we need you to send stuff in. Doesn't even have to be running related anymore. Um, to the long run show at gmail.com send it in um no, long run
2: show there's no the
3: no it's no the it's long run show at gmail.com whether you're a morris dancer you like to go to festivals um, you like white trainers anything like that send in your questions your topics whatever and we will mostly try and cover as much of it as we can so here we go now in all seriousness I thank you uh, john for, for the super chat um Big shout out to Elaine Bunting for this question, because this is about Great North Run. And we will be talking about the Great North Run in detail uh, in a couple of weeks time because it's coming up. OK, but this is, I think, is a fantastic question. Uh, and there's actually two in it. Um, she's got fueling concerns. She's uh, in wave 25 because uh, there's like a 450 waves at the Great North Run. Right. So she's going off at one fifteen. And she usually runs uh, in the morning uh, about seven thirty, eight o'clock, and she has porridge and coffee. How does she change and adapt to starting at 1 o'clock, right? Really good point. The other thing, which I think is a, a really interesting point, and I, we come back to London Marathon again. This is not a London Marathon-sponsored show, but if they want to sponsor us, I'm not sure they will do after my rant. We're open to it. Um, Should have the, thought about that. Uh, well, they make so much money, don't they, out of the London Marathon? You think about it. Uh, 50,000 people spent 25 quid on a, on a medal. You work out the maths, people. The medal, I'll give you a clue, costs about four or five pounds. You work that out, 50,000 people, put it in the comments. That's how much they've made. I wonder how much of that's going to charity. I know they've got the trust and they do give money out, right, to certain things, but you let me know. Um, Right, so she said she's worried about the atmosphere starting at one fifteen. Now, I think that's a really good point because – the big thing about the Great North Run is the um, atmosphere, right? And the people of the Northeast. It's just they're just incredible. It's an incredible place to be for that for that event. But starting at one fifteen is is the atmosphere. Are people going to still be out? Because usually it's done and dusted, or starting to get done and dusted by then. So mm-hmm. all these extra waves. How how's that going to affect the atmosphere? I don't know. I, I don't know what what the answers are um so i'd be interested in your input but uh, to go back to the fueling concerns personally if you're starting at one i'd be interested to know what time they've asked you to get there and then i would work back from there and i would do the same um principle in terms of your your timeline so just do the same stuff so if you're if you're fueling you know, two hours, I think it is, uh, or an hour or whatever it is before. Just fuel the same thing, mm. you know, the same period. So just do what you've done before. Just bring it, you know, later. I'm um, um,
2: um, talking about what time you've got to be there and things like that. I've just dug out my entry because my I start at quarter past 12. Yeah. And I've been told to, arri- to arrive no sooner than quarter past 11.
3: Okay, so here's a question for you, Ian. How are you going to fuel yourself?
2: I think I'll have a lie in and have a late breakfast, really, because usually if I was starting at half past nine, then I'd have a breakfast at around seven o'clock. Yeah. So I'll, I'll just have a, a lie in and go to the hotel breakfast a little bit later. I won't worry too much.
3: Yeah. No, it's it, I think that's probably the, the, the right answer, if that makes any sense. But what do we feel about this? Um, you know, this this atmosphere like starting so late. What do we think, boys?
2: Well, it's going to be difficult as well because obviously, you know, people who aren't aware because of the um, the concerns about people getting on public transport afterwards. There's no run to South Shields this year. The route has been changed, so it's more of a out back to Newcastle. So, obviously, half the people who used to turn out won't be turning out probably at all because it's not going to be going down past their house in uh, South Shields or anything like that. So, um, I think it might be a little bit more muted. I mean, it'll probably be. It's it's the sort of thing that people who are based in the uh, northeast, It'll be interesting to see what the mood is up there at the moment. You know, if we talk yeah. to uh, – I'm sure we'll talk to somebody based based up in, that, up in that neck of the woods in the next couple of weeks when we talk about the Great North Front. But yeah. um, it's not something that I'm concerned about. It is a great thing. And like you said, I've done it once, and it was, it was an amazing atmosphere. And I'm sure – I'm pretty confident that the people of Newcastle will rise to the occasion and they'll come out and support it.
3: Yeah, I, I, I tend to agree, but I, I do have slight concerns because, you, you know, people have got stuff to do, right? <laughs> so, yes. I, but I, I agree. And I think a lot of people will feel the same because the crowd, really, I've been posting, you know, from where you've done, like, Brighton and stuff like that, the crowd the, it can have a massive impact, right, on, on where on how you feel towards the end of the run. Oh, he's on mute.
1: Posting he's on mute. mute. <laughs> yeah, I mean
0: the the crowd at Brighton were um, absolutely amazing. You, you you get past the the 40 mile point and you turn down the road and you can see 2 miles one direction and 2 miles coming back and it's just the crowd were just amazing there. Um uh f- going back to the the fueling point, I would say try and get one training run where you do start running at 115 or whatever time it absolutely. is. Absolutely. Um mm just to see how, how you cope because it's it's and and that's the same reason why I'm doing Brighton because I was worried that you know London was going to start like three four hours later than I would ever consider going out for a, a normal run so the same thing that's just really good advice try mm-hmm. just trying I know it's gonna real real pain because you're totally out of your comfort zone but with a bit of training it does work I mean I used to hate running in the afternoons but doing the the club running is that's really helped that bit of it mm. i, I think it's, that's, that's, the problem is that, sorry yeah Rick i can. think
2: i think it's people there's been a lot of concern particularly on the great north because we've got our own facebook group you know for the great north front there's a lot of concern about the the logistics of the race how things are going to go people are concerned about you know getting there on time and getting into their wave because there's you know my start time is down to quarter past twelve to twelve twenty-five. And my arrival, like I said, was at eleven fifteen. And I'm told not to arrive any later than eleven thirty. So people are getting yeah. a lot of stress they're getting quite stressed out about what's gonna happen. We could find that it's a lot less regimented than um it's printed out because that's you know in our in our experience of doing the few sort of like post COVID runs like the landmarks and things like that. It wasn't quite as strict as it turned out to no. be. And I just try not to – I would just urge people, try not to worry too much about it. Just try yeah. and just just enjoy the day. Don't yeah. worry too much about the there's fun. not going to be anybody to cheer me on and things like that. Because if there's no one to cheer you on, there'll be plenty of people running who'll cheer you on. Because people Yeah, run. exactly. They'll be outgoing. They'll be talking to you. They'll wheel you on, and you will have a great experience because it's a wonderful place and it's a great race.
3: Yeah, I think I'm looking forward to the Great North Run. I don't know if we we'll do a special. Let's uh, let's have a think about it. But uh, again, send your questions in or your topics that you want to talk about the Great North Run. It's coming up. How long we got in? A couple of weeks. It's free. Um, it's two weeks
2: Sunday. Yeah, the yeah, So
3: maybe next week we'll do a we'll do a bit of a Great North Run loving. So send your questions, your topics, whatever you want us to talk about. We, I've done it a few times and. We've got some we've got some great people, um, you know, in the group and stuff as well. So send, send your questions in. Where is it? Uh, Longrunshow at gmail.com. Yep.
2: Yeah. Or stick them on Facebook. Send them, you know, start the thing there if you want questions and stuff. That, you know, we are more than happy to talk yeah. about whatever you like. Particularly Great North Road because we like banging on about a Great North Road because we love it so much.
3: We love it. I've got another question, uh, Wilco. Yeah, this okay. Is, uh, it wouldn't be a, a, a show, a podcast or a live stream without a shoe question. So, um and I tell you what, it was quite nice coming back from holiday uh, and having all the all the new shoes here. So I'm looking forward to those. Where are we? Where are we? Right. Okay. Forty. Blah blah blah. Basically, in a nutshell, and this is from. Um, hang on, Jamie. And I'm going to say this wrong because I'm an idiot. Fanner, Fanneran. Sorry, Jamie. Um, but basically, he's looking for a um, mild stability shoe that's fast and responsive at the same time um, will be good post swim and bike. Now it's not going to be fast and responsive, but what I would say to you is have a look at the Asics the brand new, but the Kayano light um, It might have a little bit more stability than you're looking for, but the Kayano light is just been released. Check that out. It's, I would say better than the prism or have a look at the Vongo from new balance, but just watch your sizing on the uh Vonga, but yeah, there you go. So, there you go, Jamie Fan Fanaran. Fanaran, I can never get names right, but there you go. Hopefully, that was uh, helping so Jamie. A load
2: of, um, shoe reviews to come out, there mate. You're going to be busy, isn't you? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's all go. Yeah, so, you go for a week's as, holiday,
3: this is what happens. It all backs up. Well, like, I've got an I said to I've got we've got a new vest as well to try tomorrow, which I'm quite excited about because uh, everybody in like, all runs. It's got one of these, you know, the the, the pink ones the, or the blue ones. So, but we, I've got a new one to test out, um, which I'm quite excited the about. What? The bigger bottle holders in this one? No, the bottle holders. I'm slightly concerned about, Toba, But Well, you're going to have to hear about me moaning for it for three and a half hours tomorrow. But this is. I've
2: got the wrong end of the stick on this. It's a hydration vest. It's not actually. Yeah, this running vest.
3: Thing. This vest is ready for because we're running up Snowden. Um, I need something that's um more trail slash ultra slash you know not just you know you sort everyday runner material i need something that's a little bit more hardcore so we have got Sam something in and we will see what it's like but it might annoy me and it might be down the river leaf floating along after about 10 minutes tomorrow so we'll, <laughs> we'll let you know on that one but uh but yeah lo- loads of stuff in this week so i'm super excited about um getting back out and then try and Some of this kit out. Um, We've had, um, by the way, people, um, just to let you know, uh, Richard Head, who emailed in earlier asking about Alan, we have had a picture sent in from him. Um, I know there's a lot of people concerned about him. So have you got it and you want to show, and this won't come out on the podcast, but there he is. He's fully branded and um, ready for action to chase Chris Evans and Vassos. Um, He must be commended for being branded. I must say. And he looks good. But we do miss you, Alan. So Richard Head, there you go. He's he's okay. He's alive and well. And he's currently stalking Chris Evans. So there he is. (laughs) That was sent about two minutes ago. If you're on the podcast, it's a picture of Alan in a purple 40 runs hoodie with a pink snood on his head. (laughs)
2: Outside (laughs) of the
3: tent. Looking a bit like he's having a good time, I would say. Well, I thought Um, he was
2: trying to look like he was having a good time, but...
3: Yeah, it does. We've had some uh, Dan Griffin. The atmosphere is complete unknown. given the different route and the city centre location. Probably not going to be exactly the same, but sure, they'll be uh, out where it allows them. Yeah, I make you right. Uh, Yeah, I spell it. Right. You've got to think, you know, people might not feel comfortable coming out and supporting. Uh, I noticed, um, actually, funny enough, I just hammered him. But Alan, when I spoke to him about the big half, he said it was noticeable about the... um, and this is the wrong word, but lack of supporters at the big half. And, and that's not a, a negative. Um, it was noticeable over the, the Tower Bridge, the the how fewer charities were there in terms of cheer points. And again, we are um, at forty Runs looking at our cheer station at mile 19, whether we do it, because if you read the documentation, it doesn't say, it says one supporter per runner. So in theory, our cheer stations should not be allowed i've uh, contacted london marathon they probably after if they, well, they probably do listen to this but if they listen to this they'll probably tell me to do one now but we've asked what the situation is in terms of club um and community cheer stations because there's obviously other clubs and communities out there that do have those cheer stations uh, the charities are obviously vital um in terms of awareness but also supporting their runners um but I'd be interested to know how that works in for our cheer station. So how it all works with the support, whether people will come out, it's, it's such an unknown is what the you know I'm trying to get at in a in a roundabout mm-hmm. way. It is such an unknown how it's all gonna figure out this year. Um I think I think but it's the right I mean, thing. You're going to sort yeah, of yeah.
2: I was well, I was just gonna say that if you're running, you know, we always say you have to control the controllables and you can't control how many people are gonna be there and what you're gonna do. So Probably the best tactic is try not to worry about it too much.
3: Yeah, absolutely. Try not to try not to worry about it. As, as you say, Wilco, control what you can control. The rest of it, don't worry about. You're going to be with other runners. Um, you know, you're going. To, it's always nice. You know, the London Marathon, the Great North Run. You know, the local events. It doesn't matter what you're running is. The great thing about running is that you can. Well, apart from some of the miserable people, you know, you know the sort of people I'm talking about. They take it very seriously. Um, they all turn up and it's like you go out and do a club run in Broxbourne and then there's always another group of runners who who look down at their noses at you know the sort of people I'm talking about anyway um, but most people 95% of runners are super super awesome individuals who are just probably out there for their own reason or for running for a charity whatever and it's and they're probably just as anxious or or worried as you so just have a chat with them and and just you know pass the time you know that's the thing if you're if you're worried about it, just um just yeah, have a chat with somebody, one of the other runners with you, just ask them where they're from. Or, or you know, just say, have you have you listened to the long run podcast recently? I hear well, it's are you busy. listening
2: to the, the long run podcast?
3: Yeah, no sorry, i hear you can spend your time down
2: Time
3: run Bridge. <laughs> that could be it. Or if you're Alan, sorry, I was listening to the Morris dancing podcast. <laughs> you know, you could you could but you know, there's all sorts of things you can talk about. Morris dancing, Chris Evans, or Nick from the Run Testers. You can talk about all these things when you're out there doing 26.2 miles or, or 10k. Doesn't matter. Uh, or part run. I tell you what, it was super nice. Tobe and I went and did another part run um, before I went away, and that was that was kind of cool. I mean, I'm enjoying that, and I, I've got one of these part run things. Have you seen these? Um, mm-hmm. Those braces which has got all the you know your details on it. So if you like fall over because it was uh, there was a lady today mrs ford pointed her out that she wasn't feeling 100 percent. and uh you, you never know you know you're out in the middle of the lee valley and you you, you know you trip over or some yeah. god help it happens at least you've got all your details on it so they're quite handy it's not a plug it's not paid for this the long run podcast is not sponsored by park run yet or vitality yet definitely won't be sponsored by london marathon events but you never know Um, Yeah, I've got
2: one of of those, the old style ones that's got your phone number on it, things like that. And I often wear it when I'm out on my own just in case anything happens.
3: Yeah, and and, and it's a serious point, people. If you've not got one, it's called ICE, in it? I-C-E, whatever it is. Mm. If you've not got something like that on you and you're out running, make sure you've got it on you. You know, I've read stories before.
2: People, they can't identify people for two or three days because they've been out running, something's happened, they've gone to hospital and they've got no way of knowing who they are. So yeah. that's something to do. Um, Mark, thanks ever so much for coming on, mate. I hope you enjoyed it. We weren't too yeah, intimidated. Thank you. Is, is
0: it, is it the end, end of the show?
2: pleasure having you. you oh, yeah. Yeah. Blimey, it's
3: it's most, most of that's been me ranting and raving again, isn't it?
2: Well, you know, that's what people pay their money for, isn't it? You know, that's what they want. But can I just say, there.
3: again, I just, I just, I, 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 in all seriousness, I love Posty. He is, he is what this fully runs business is all about, right? It's just everyday runners, whether you're, you know, catch the 5k, you want to lose some weight, you're running for your mental health, you're finding a new challenge, you know, you want to find some friends, you want to, you know, socialise a little bit more, you want to be, you know, just get involved or, or not get involved, but still, you know, feel part of something, but you don't, you know, you don't want to be like one of these annoying runners, like I said about a minute ago. You know that's what Posty and 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 all you guys are all about, and it's just it's incredible to have somebody like Posty on and um and all the guys that we've had on, all the guests, just just amazing people, all of you. And I was I was so proud watching that big half on on Sunday. I was I was in Somerset, uh, and me and the girls were watching it, and it was just it was just incredible seeing it. All knowing we had the volunteers there, you know, you've got big shout out to all the volunteers, not just at the big half, but. At, at landmarks and everybody up and down the country, not just in London, but you know Scotland, Wales. We got you know, all the guys out in the US. You know, we were sending some stuff out, some kit out to the US the other day. We had, I had some chat from South Africa, message me as well. You know, it's, it's just amazing that you know what you guys are creating in terms of, of of connection with people around the world. what Forty Runs is and Posty is what it's all about. People like him. So thanks for coming on, bruv. I um, I really, really, really appreciate it.
0: No, well, thanks, mate. And um, look, I want to thank all the admin guys that do the Facebook group and people like Matt that did the quiz and over the, over the really bleak last year or so. So thanks mate, mm. everyone. Cheers. No, Cheers. you're Welcome, heart,
3: mate. Thanks. Yeah, the, the captain's a good shout-out. So we need the captain back on because the captain ran the big half. Did anybody see it? He he ran. He was out there running the big half, the, the captain. It was lovely to see. Again, another highlight was to see the captain back out smashing up the streets of London that was fantastic and um yeah not
2: literally
3: a, yeah not literally no time for that it, sort of yeah, it's too sensible the captain's too sensible to, but we need to get the captain back on and again if you want to be on the show we don't care you know we'll have 150 guests on here just email what is it to, uh, longrunshow at com. and um, we we want you on the show so if yeah. you want to come on and you know, rant and rave or give a review about a race or talk about something, you know, whatever. We don't care. Just come on, email in and we'll get you on. It's just we, we love having you on. Love it.
2: So thanks ever so much. Thanks, Mark. Um, yeah, you could we're on. Um, we're live on YouTube every week, every Friday at seven o'clock. And um, you can download us on um, I think Yahoo and Google. We're doing that. Uh, not Google. Uh, Spotify. Um, or wherever you get your podcast, you'll find us. There's a, there's 10 episodes now. That should keep you going for your long plod anyway. So, uh, yeah, it's pretty,
3: <laughs> and, in and two three. of them there have got Alan people.
2: in. And two of them have got Alan in. Yeah, if,
3: you can if you're it. lucky.
2: It's a bit like, it's a bit like Willy Wonka's Chocolate Factory. You might be lucky yeah. and you might get one that's got Alan on it. <laughs> <laughs> if his wi is working so, that way. Thanks so much. Thanks for Toby for trying to keep order. Apologies again for my Wi-Fi. I blame the works computer. Don't tell them.
3: Blank, no. We we'll love to uh, London
2: Marathon events. We think they do a great job. Yeah, we love the London
3: people.
2: Marathon events. And uh, cheers, Chris. Welcome back to the land of the living, mate. Yeah, I'll smack come smack back you with again. <laughs> Okay, thanks ever so much for joining us, everybody. Like I say, download us on uh, your, sp- your uh, podcast provider of choice, or um, we'll see you again next week at 7 o'clock. Thanks very much. Well titles, yeah, to. Take Bye 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 <laughs> bye bye.
1: up.